This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Now I'm stoked to welcome to the show Brisbane Alt Rockers Big Dinner, Rory, Tom and Charles. It's a pleasure to have you guys. How are you all going? Good, yeah, pretty good, yeah. It's good to hear. And coming up on this Thursday, on the 18th, you guys are dropping your new tune, Yesterday's Tomorrow. What can you tell us about that tune? Well, we've been working on this track for quite a while. I'd say over six months it's been in the works. It was a song that we played in our set probably like what nine maybe ten months quite a while and even the recording process took quite a while it was meant to come out the 26th of march that's when we had our single launch at the foundry but that got uh postponed or cancelled kind of because of coronavirus obviously so we decided to like take it back into the recording process and make it better and better until we found the time to release it okay and so how much has the track actually changed since the initial since the first planned release date is it just more tightening it up or? Yeah, tidying it up and adding. Uh, we added some more like acoustic guitar parts, a couple of vocal layers. But by the time that we were ready for the single launch, it was basically at the stages now, maybe just a little bit less. Yeah. So it's just like fine tuning, like polishing yeah. the mix and stuff. Okay. And what themes do you actually explore in the lyrics? Is it about anything in particular? Initially, when we wrote the song, it was just a chord progression and some melody that we kind of jammed around to. But then when it came to the recording process and we had to find something to write about, I guess it's about a breakup, I suppose. <laughs> like straight up, it's about like being in a bad relationship and it coming to an end and it being quite disastrous and emotionally tough, but being content and happy in the mix of it all. Okay. Yeah. Being so- happy with you yeah mm, and so was it a tough track to write lyrically no not really it was it was enjoyable it was yeah it wasn't tough it was therapeutic yeah therapeutic it was not yeah. to be able to sit back and realize that i'm happy even though it was a tough time for sure and so w- what actually came first when he started working on this track was it a, a specific piece of instrumentation rather than a line i think it all came from jamming uh, initially. So there weren't really lyrics, mm. but like a chord progression, a rough idea. And then, yeah, like we were basically just jamming with the voice memo going until we got something we liked and then went from there. Yeah, and we had a, the, the melody, the final melody that you hear in the last chorus, we had that for quite a while, but we just were unsure of what lyrics to fill the melody with. Yeah. Mm. And but yeah. Working, working from a jam is that is that typically how you guys work? Like start your songs, or was it a different process to previous recordings? Yeah, that's pretty much how all our songs come about. Um, some songs are more natural than others. Some songs more improvised than others. But generally, like we'll start with the progression. We'll come to practice with like a you know a little progression that we've made up, Tom or I or whoever, and then we'll just jam it out and see what happens. Some stick, some don't. Yeah. Okay. And you you mentioned a bit earlier that it that you've had it for about six to nine months. Is that a is that a similar kind of time for for you guys to be working on tracks, or did it? Do you think it it took a bit longer than previous recordings? This one definitely took a lot longer. I guess we like we realized that we had heaps of time to keep working on it because of COVID. And we just kind of used that to our advantage and explored more stuff uh, <clears throat> on like the marketing side as well, mm. just to try and like 
maximizes its success, which then push it back further. Yeah. Yeah. But like the time range of like this process of starting and finishing a song varies a lot. Like we just dropped a song called I Can Tell You about a week ago. And that process was very quick. I think me and Fraser wrote the song in about a week and then had already recorded, didn't really do a demo. We just went to, straight into recording and then it was out in like two months of mixing. Ah, okay. It's, yeah. what, what was the idea behind re- releasing that track so, so soon before this new one? Um, I don't know. It was a bit random. I mean, we didn't really know <laughs> what the idea was. We just, it had been so long since we released and we kept mm. pushing back. The release of yesterday's tomorrow i think everyone was a bit confused as to what we were doing and it was an, a, it was a nice song we like we really, really liked it we just wanted to put it out and be a bit random yeah Com- completely fair and how was the actual recording process for this track was it was it, it recorded in a similar space as to previous releases well yeah we've recorded all of the tracks that we've released just in a bedroom or a couple different bedrooms okay this is the first one that we recorded the guitars through an amp though instead of just going like straight in uh like direct input into a computer which i think is good for the sound it's a lot warmer and there's it's like more real with the this track as well it does feel a lot more natural and a bit more like homely because the vocal track was first take. We didn't revisit the vocals, which laid down the vocals originally to track bass with to keep in time. And we ended up liking the feel of it. Like it's imperfect. It's not every note isn't perfect, but we just like the first take feel of it. Mm. Yeah. Fair. And so how did you think you guys succeeded in, in having it sound so organic? Was it, was it just kind of that you let it come out naturally and that you didn't force anything? Yeah. I think with regards to the vocal take, like in my mind, I wasn't, pressured to do a perfect take. I didn't think that this was the one. I didn't feel like pressured for time or anything. I just knew that we had to lay down a track to match with the bass in the recording process. So it just came out very naturally. Who are the band's most prominent influences? And what, what impact do you think they have on the band's sound? Um, I would have to say, personally, I've been listening to a lot of Tame Impala lately. I've really liked um, their latest release. Standout song off that was Lost in Yesterday. Mm. Really like that one. Um, a lot of us have different influences. I think a lot of like Australian and American and even British just indie rock. Yeah, I think we all, all five of us listen to very different genres of music. Like straight up we have Tom and Simon who study jazz and who are influenced by jazz music heavily in their playing. Okay. And then Charles like, has in the past played in heavy metal bands or death metal, whatever you want to call it. That's a big influence <laughs> in his playing. And me and Fraser are more into like the alternative folk side of songwriting. So we kind of just meet in the middle, bring different stuff to the table. Yeah. yeah okay. And do, do you guys find that, that that comes together quite easily, all the, all the different influences, or is it, is it a bit of a struggle sometimes? Initially, it doesn't, it doesn't meld together the best but you work on it and it ends up sounding good like we can all we all come to the table with sort of very different ideas and we sort of just hit away at it for a while and then eventually it just turns into something that we all feel as though that we've put enough of our own influences into and also sounding enough like how we all want to sound collectively Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it was very tricky at the beginning like the early days of rehearsing, like we had no idea what our sound was and where to meet. But I think through releasing and through like playing gigs and getting somewhat recognised, we realised 
that we have built a sound. Yeah. And it's easier to yeah, envision now. For sure. And now a, a, a bit of a throwback question. I was, I was one of the lucky people at a, at, a, at a certain house party to see the band live when they were called The Sheds, which got me wondering if there was much of a story behind the band name change to Big Dinner. Um, <laughs> uh, no, there's straight up there's no meaning behind the name Big Dinner. A lot of people wonder what that could mean, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just an alias okay. for the group. I think, well, initially, like, it was my name, but I made songs under on SoundCloud since mm-hmm. the start of 2017 or maybe late 2016. And then we are playing in other groups, like The Sheds, and I think, what was the other, we had another name, like, uh, Something about four and seven. Yeah, since you've been but all that kind of changed when we got asked to support Twin Folds, so the prison band who no longer play. But we realised that we need to step up a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And are there any specific releases that you guys have revisited the most so far this year? A big one for me that I kind of like lost my mind when I heard, couldn't really understand how it was so beautiful, was. Slow Burn by Perv Endings. Oh, that came yeah. out a weeks ago. That was unbelievable. And um, have you been quite quite a big fan of their music previously? Because I mean, it, I know it was a bit big shock to me the first time I heard it. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, well, I wasn't really totally into them. Like I had a lot of respect for them. We were meant to play a gig with them back in October or something, but it got cancelled because we I don't know what happened. Just the gig got put down. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I was excited to meet them, but I'm even more. Excited to meet them now. For I've sure. been reading all the Doors albums. Ah. Going through heaps of stuff, especially the Soft Red, that album. Is is that is that an album that you'd I mean I've I've listened to bits and pieces, but I haven't really dived deep into their catalogue. Would would you recommend that as a as a decent starting point, that album? No, totally no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's probably the only album where Jim Morrison has like very little influence on it because oh, okay. I think he was pretty mentally unstable and like not writing much at that point. So it was the keys player and the guitarist that wrote heaps of it. So it's got like yeah, a lot of a lot of different sounds than a typical Doors album, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other releases? Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh like Midwest hardcore punk. And like beat down and stuff, which is pretty good. Like not loose, um, orthodox. Mike Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Skinner in the streets. That's a bit. Oh bit yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I've really been enjoying that. Also, another one. Like, I'd like to speak on behalf of Fraser. He's not here, but me and him we really get into Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, mm. their mm. new album. And they dropped a couple of singles earlier this year. I think that's a big influence in his songwriting and now mine, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And have you guys heard any Queensland releases recently that have really stood out? I think my favourite recent release is Mystery Girl by Cruel Breach. Oh, well, nice. That song gives me, um, like, goosebumps. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. So our friend Paddy and uh, his little project, Float Therapy, got our new song, Gaffer Tape, which was really sick. That was very yeah, fun. I've, I've had a lot of people name that song. Yeah. Banger and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a bunch of good stuff. I think Concrete Surfer's new tune was nice as well. Mm, agreed. Yeah. And if you guys could master any instrument, what do you think you'd pick? Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd choose the piano. I think that'd be nice to be able to play a classical piano anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Tom? I'd 
I'd choose guitar. Well, maybe piano, actually, but probably guitar. And I would probably choose drums because I'm just not, not nowhere near as good as I'd like to be. Yeah. Do you have a favourite drummer? I'd have to say, well, my number one influence for drumming, which is the reason I started drumming, would be Travis Barker okay. from um, Blink-182. Yeah, he's such an amazing drummer. Like, just the intensity that he plays with, always mm. been intrigued by that. Yeah. And now if you, if you guys could make the soundtrack or score to any film, television show or video game, what would you pick and why? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> um, personally, I, I really love Wes Anderson and his like, stop motion movies. I think it would be cool to make it. Yeah, it's just a little fun like, instrumental backing track to a movie like that. I don't know. What do you guys reckon? I'd like to make a soundtrack to... Minecraft, I reckon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been really like relaxing sort of soundscapes, not really following tempo or like binaural bits. Yeah, <laughs> just really soothing. Or like on hold music or can you on hold oh, the yeah. or something? Music. <laughs> I don't know what one movie, but I reckon I have this this knack, this like ability to hear any song and I, I can picture like a movie scene that it would fit perfectly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And now if, if you guys had to name one artist or a specific record that you think has had the biggest influence on you personally or musically, who would you name? Um, Roy first. Okay. For me, it would probably be Six Feet Beneath the Moon oh, by King Cruel. So dark. Ah, okay. Yeah, King Cruel's first EP or release. I think that was life-changing in all aspects. <laughs> that kind of like made me want to start playing guitar properly and release music, even though the music we release is quite different. It's just very inspiring. Hmm. I think I just stole Tom's, but... Yeah, that was going to be mine. I guess um, maybe the the live album that Tame Impala have, I think it's from like 2014. When I heard that, that that was like a real, real like psych rock kind of eye, third eye opener. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about you, Charles? Uh, I would have to say the album Peripheral Vision by Turnover. And I would say that has personally influenced me the most because when I first listened to it, I was about maybe 14 and I didn't like it. I didn't get the lyrics. I didn't understand it at all. And I just didn't enjoy it. And then a year later, I started listening to it again and it's been my favourite album ever since then. Mm. Just the reason I like it so much is because seeing how I didn't relate to the lyrics at one point in my life. And then a year later, it completely changed. And then, yeah, yeah, it's just been such a good album to listen to. And so what, what kind of music do they make? I don't think I'm familiar with them at all. Uh, so they made it, like they turn over the, they originally, turned over. Yeah. They yeah. originally started out making like um, hardcore punk and like pop punk sort of stuff. And they've, progressed into more with like an indie rock they like shoegazy shoegazy yeah. with a bit of scene yeah very dreamy yeah yeah very nice sweet and what else can we expect from big dinner in the not too distant future well in about two weeks maybe three weeks we're heading to a house outside of byron bay like a little Mulaney. no it's not Mulaney. it's sunshine coast oh, <laughs> Goon, oh, Goon and Gary, I think it's called. Like an hour out of Byron. <laughs> and we'll be recording our EP there, six-track EP. 
which is something that we've been saying for a very long time. I think <laughs> almost, almost every year we've been saying we're going to be releasing EP, but we're actually doing it now. Yeah. And we intend on getting it out by the end of October mm. with maybe a couple music videos to match, maybe some other little video content. Some random songs dotted along the way. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And so but on the EP, are they, are they all unreleased tracks or are you going to include a couple of the singles? No, they're all unreleased, yeah. yeah. But a lot of them are from our live set. Yeah, we've so, been playing most of them for quite a while. Yeah. Mm. And we'll probably release like a pre-release single, maybe two before leading up to, we just undecided of which. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, and so what, what's the oldest track that, that you've planned to have on this upcoming EP? <coughs> Um, Tom's just gonna go have a look. We got a little poster in my room. Okay, I'd say it's this one called Edge of the Fence. Yeah, Edge of the Fence. Yes. Yeah, this time next year, if you want to count like sound. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's this one called This Time Next Year, which we which isn't part of our live set, but it was a track that's on Big Dinner SoundCloud, which is actually still public. If people want to go listen to it, probably don't want to, but we're gonna we've we've been rewriting it and we're gonna re-release it. It's gonna be a bit different, but it's the same. Mm. yeah and the other one is edge of the fence which we've been playing in our set since our first ever gig yeah and we've also yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a bit, bit of a different vibe but Charles' yeah. favorite yeah i believe yeah i haven't played it in like 12 months and i've been really sad about it <laughs> <laughs> damn very nice boys can't wait to hear that um lastly if, if you only had a few words to describe yesterday's tomorrow which few words would you use? I think fake happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that like cognitive dissonance? Big words. Whoa. Um, is it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it is. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's not. It's like, yeah. No, oh, I don't know. Come back to me. <laughs> I don't know. Musically, yeah, relaxing, chill. Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah, I yeah, I'd say it's like making the best of a bad situation and knowing. Uh, you said so many words, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, keep going. Make good from bad. Yeah. <laughs> from bad. Uh, Beautiful yeah, guys. Good. Make good from bad. Yeah. <laughs> Exquisite. <laughs> Rory, Tom and Charles, thanks for joining me, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Today's world is more competitive. Challenges are more complex. Industries more rapidly changing. Employers more demanding. You need to think bigger, act faster, work smarter. And to do it, you need to be more than skilled, more than relevant, more than qualified, more than confident, more than employable. Become more with the University of Southern Queensland, the number one uni for graduate employment in Queensland. Apply now at usq.edu.au.